Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Well, maybe half right. I'm here, Joe McGranahan. With me today is Steve Kushaloff as Mark Lawrence takes a day of vacation. He will, however, be back tomorrow. At least that's his threat. Could be a promise, but I view it as a threat. Oh, Joe. (laughs) On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunburymotors.com. It's an open phones day. Our toll-free line is open, 1-800-795-9565, or you may email us at onthemark at wkok.com. The program is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them at W www.sunburymotors.com on the old internet. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection and nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. on Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. The Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks. And guess what? What? They're a master towing service with decades of experience. So, Steve, welcome on board this morning. Well, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sitting here. I am fighting a cold. I don't know where I picked it up, but... Just don't breathe on me, please. But even, even sickness could not keep me from spending a morning with you, Joe. <laughs> it's what gets me up out of bed in the morning. So my ir- the fact that I irritate you just gets your day started correctly? Uh, that's part of it. Well, the other thing is the coffee. Coffee gets me out of bed in the morning. Yeah, well, the day you're drinking orange juice, which I, I commend you for. I know. And may I say something to you that, that's worked well for me in warding off colds? Timed-release vitamin C. Hmm. Timed release. Let me if, you just ta- if you just take a vitamin C tablet, it goes through your system very quickly. But timed release works very well. Hmm. Okay. Dr. Well. Linus Pauling used to be a big advocate for that vitamin C consumption, and I've been doing it for years. And 500 milligram tablet twice a day, timed release. Good Lord. You do that all the time? Or all the time. Every day. Every day. Every day. Well, we'll see. Okay. Now you're breathing on me, and if I don't get your cold, you'll know it works. If I get your cold, you can tell me I'm full of it. Right. But if you get a cold, <laughs> we still want to hear you on on the mark. I seldom take a day off. And mark have... always kids me about that. I said, when are you taking a day off? But, you know, Monday through Thursday, we babysit my grandson, so after the show, I pick him up, so I might as well be here. I suppose. <laughs> it's early in the morning. You know, we've had um, an interesting story you and I talked about before we went on the air today, and we, we kicked around this alleged war on Christmas, and last night, oh. somebody set fire to the Fox News Christmas tree in Fox Square in New York City, burned it down. Um, you know, it had taken 21 hours. It had right. like 10,000 balls and yes. ornaments on and it. So, somebody so set fire to it. Somebody, some person did that, and so now we're gonna we're gonna take that 
uh, action that one person took, and number one, we're gonna we're gonna. No, I was using gonna, that as a preface to the story that you and I discussed before we went on the well, air. Well, let me first comment right. on this. So one person does this. So number one, we're gonna use that and uh, and use it as a blanket indictment of, of every of everybody who's anti-Fox, number one, and then number two, we're going to call it a war on Christmas. I'll give you an example. Well, what do you think, if someone sets fire to a Christmas tree, what do you think their message is? Their message is uh, they're probably anti-Fox. So, the, and the method they choose to, to do that, Who because knows? Fox is always promoting Christmas and saying Merry Christmas to people, and they promote Hanukkah as well. Okay, let so me, you're uh, saying that uh, um, let me uh, let me counter that. How about how about a uh, Republican congressman posing with his entire family in front of a Christmas tree, all carrying long guns, all carrying right, all carrying long guns, saying "P.S. Santa, please send, send ammo. ammo." And that does that certainly sounds like a war on Christmas, or sounds like they're going to use Christmas as just. One more excuse to, uh, you know, promulgate their uh, right-wing uh, uh, agenda. A, is having a picture taken in front of a Christmas tree illegal? Is having a rifle illegal? Is posing with your family well, if you're all gun enthusiasts? You know, we're talking about the message. What's the message? Well, the message yeah. was the media picked it up and ran with it. He didn't send it to the United States of America. He didn't post it no, on all didn't. the major news no, he outlets. Didn't. He put it on Twitter. What do you think? You think Twitter? You know, I know you well, don't who understand. Who follows him? I do understand uh, Twitter, but who follows him? Uh, who follows him? Everybody. His constituents? No, are people looking for something he might do that's outrageous? How many? Uh, are you offended by Ilan Omar and her comments about and, Jewish people? See, I mean, and, see, there we go with the, that's a whole different thing. No, it's the same thing. It's disrespect. It's, it's when when the when the left does outrageous things. And they do. There's no doubt about it. But the left, when they do them, it's a policy thing. You know, when the when the uh, right wing does these uh, outrageous things, it's more these cultural things. And that and you know, that's what we're going to see in in 2022 when the midterm elections come up. Republicans, their entire agenda is strictly based on culture. There's nothing. There's nothing in the Republican agenda based on policy, uh, public improvements, proposals. It's just one cultural thing after another, such as the one you brought up. You're telling me somebody burnt uh, Fox's Christmas tree down, and therefore we need to elect a Republican Did majority I, I in the House. I didn't say anything about electing anybody. I just said it seemed to me like they're conducting a war on Christmas, or perhaps a war on Fox. The ratings came out again, and Fox News beat MSNBC and CNN combined. Combined. So what? Well, I mean, you're saying is that the reason why people hate them because they're popular? I have no. Or because they're left, they're right leaning instead of left leaning. Wait, wait, wait. Leaning right. Leaning. Well, you've got, well, what do you? You've got how the, do you characterize MSNBC then? Just out of curiosity. Oh, I would. Are they okay. tilted hard to the left, or are they just leaning a little bit? But MSNBC and CNN are not the propaganda arms of the Democratic Party. Oh, the heck Ooh, they aren't. No, <laughs> the heck Whereas, they aren't. <laughs> you know, they're not in bed with each other. That they may support each other. You in know, bed, at, my God, they're CNN. married. They've been look married for CNN. the last twenty years. CNN even uh, fired. Um, uh, Cuomo because of he helped uh, supposedly helping out his, his brother. But they should all of the media outlets say he should have been fired months before. 
when it first came out. And had they fired him months before, believe me, Joe, the folks on your side would have said, should have been months before that. Well, months before that, he didn't you hadn't know, done anything. The thing is, when you, when you look at Fox and you look at its history, you've got people like Roger Ailes, who uh, helped to start the thing, uh, uh, mover and shaker in the Republican Party. Now you've got Murdoch. Um, Murdoch again, mover and shaker within the Republican Party. When when people say the Fo- that Fox is the propaganda arm of the Republican Party, does that George, is, the word George Soros mean anything to you? Is he the, is he running CNN? Is he running MSNBC? He's of funding. He's spending a lot of money on them. He's a pub, he's a donor. How about Jeff Zucker? Jeff Zucker. Now you're going to have to. That's a name I've heard, <laughs> but. You're going to have to give me the specifics on Jeff Zucker. Well, he's the owner of CNN. The owner of CNN. That's fine. I thought uh, Ted Turner owned hey, CNN. Actually, Ted Turner sold it out, and Ted Turner is no longer with us, unfortunately. Okay. At least Ted Turner, when he started, it had a great idea. Give the guy credit. And back in the beginning, CNN was a news outlet. They weren't an opinion outlet. They were a news outlet. Well, they've all become opinion outlets, and there's no doubt about it that uh, these these cable channels, they do tend to lean one side or the other. Um so go back to my main argument that I've made for years in this program, and it's still true. The problem we have is the blurring of the line between news and opinion. You know, I watch CNN in the morning from time to time, and I watch MSNBC. They'll start with a news story. They'll give you the facts, and then they bring in a, peer, a, a panel of analysts to tell you what you should think about them. Instead of just letting the story stand for itself the way a Walter Cronkite did, they need to tell you how you should feel about it. Well, you know, you mentioned Walter Cronkite. Don't forget, Walter Cronkite's right-hand man, night after night, was Eric Severide. And Eric Severide's opinions were clearly labeled as opinions, and they were separate from the news. Okay, so when I watch uh, Joe Scarborough in the morning, you're right. There's nothing on the screen that says, this is just Joe Scarborough's opinion. But I'm an adult. I think I know when Joe Scarborough is giving me his opinion. I don't need someone to put a big fancy label on it. Um, The problem isn't the blurring. uh, I don't know if it's a problem. The situation is not a blurring of news and opinion. These people have 24 hours to fill. I mean, that's a brand new thing. When you and I were growing up, it was a half an hour a night. Now it's 24 hours a day. What are they going to fill it with? Plus the fact, Joe, uh, as I just pointed out, there's been opinion uh, in the media. Look at Meet the Press. How much opinion is is on Meet the Press every Sunday morning? It depends on who the host is. Back in the day, there were much better hosts on uh, Meet the Press than there are today, You know, unfortunately. What's wrong with the host of Meet the Press? Who, who is the host of Meet the uh, Press? I forget his name. It's his a name guy. is Chuck, Chuck Todd. Chuck Todd, that's it. Sure, so. and I will tell you, if you listen to Todd, he comes down on the left as much as he comes down on the right. And which is the best of these programs? You'd have to say it was Fox News, and it would be a fellow by the name of? Chris Wallace. Chris Wallace. Chris Very Wallace good. is pretty good, and I don't know about the best. I mean, that's pretty subjective. But the point is, Chuck Todd go, comes down on both sides, but it, it isn't even Chuck Todd. It's the panelists that he brings on. 
Well, I mean, you, you're not supposed to bring on panelists. You're supposed to interview a guest, someone in the news, someone making news. But the problem with the guests when they come on is they all have their pre-scripted comments, they all have their talking points, and no matter what question you ask them, you get the talking points. And that's what drives me nuts about politicians. You ask a politician, what time is it? Well, let me say this, that I think the Democratic administration in Washington has blown this, that, or the other thing. They don't answer the question. They just go on and give you the talking points. And speaking of talking points, we've got a break to take. 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free hotline number. Join the conversation. One of our emailers says, back to normal, saying CNN isn't an arm for the Democratic Party is laughable. And while you're laughing, we'll take that break and be back with with more of On The Mark. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan along with Steve Kushaloff. Rob Center is our producer, and Lance is our first caller. Good morning, Lance. You're on the mark. Hey there, guys. Why, I believe those folks that were uh, wanting ammunition were addressing the current uh, acute ammunition shortage. Uh, the prices have gone just astronomical. Uh, stuff that once was $8.95 a box, if you get it for 25 that's about average. So what they're and you when you can get it, uh, it was a big shortage of uh, hunting ammunition too. So uh, there was one that's a very popular one, a uh, 708, for instance, was usually under twenty dollars, and now you see it advertised for like sixty-five, three dollars a shot. Okay. So wh to so, what do you attribute this shortage of ammunition? Well, uh, one of the things is uh, they banned all the imported stuff. So the stuff that is here, you know, naturally is headed up there. So you have to buy American ammunition. You can't buy foreign ammunition? An awful lot of it that, that what kept the price down was that. And until the uh, American ammunition folks get ramped up to where they're uh, making enough, why, of course, it's going to be short. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't just the uh, the statement where they said Santa send ammunition because you could be correct, Lance. Maybe that is in reference to a, a shortage. Uh, but uh, the idea of the idea of using a, I mean, on every level, it is just unbelievable. I mean, I know that my co-host likes to uh, stay away from religious discussion. And so if this gets too far, Joe, please jump right in. But, you know, the whole Christmas is all about celebrating the birth of 
a man who, among other things, is called the Prince of Peace. And so to pose in front of a Christmas tree with your entire family armed with automatic rifles just runs counter to every single thing that Christmas is supposed to represent. Oh, no, you're in the wrong family. See, to our families, uh, shooting is a uh, family uh, get-together. It's a fun thing, and it would be... You know, like everybody going skiing or something like I, that. I, and I appreciate that. I think that's that's terrific. Uh, do you use automatic? Do you use automatic weapons when you? But the but here's the other. Let me ask you this, Lance. So it's one thing. It's one thing if you get your fam if you're you and your family are out enjoying hunting and somebody uh, gets a deer and the family poses with the deer. I mean, to me, that's a celebration of hunting, just like a fisherman will often pose in front of a large fish that the fisherman has caught. But to Just so the audience knows, uh, they're doing some landscaping out and back at the building, and the uh, sound of the electro, the gasoline-powered equipment is coming through on your mic, Steve. So, <laughs> Well, what can I do? I, I could go out and help them, or I could go out and no, hire them. No, I just finished. I just want to let people know their, their radio, your radio is not, does not need adjustment. Right. Okay. So I've, I, I made my point. I just think to... to so what would your point be if it was a Democratic congressman who did that? <laughs> it would be... Democrats uh, hunt? It would be... I, I have said nothing. Nothing against hunting. I've got nothing against hunting. But that's I, what they were doing. They weren't advocating shooting anybody. They weren't advocating any violence. They, they were, were sitting there being pictured with their firearms, which they were legally entitled to own. Joe, and they and are, it's not a matter of legality, Joe, and you know that. It's just the idea of, of conflating these two ideas, the idea of firearms, and, and not to mention, now you've got your whole family, in front of a Christmas tree, for Pete's sake. Look, <laughs> shooting is a family affair. Yeah, I, and and, I well, get Okay, it. all right. And the kind of gun you use to do it. They're, those uh, rifles, to me, are a lot of fun. Hmm? I mean, they really well, are. As well, long as you enjoy you it. You have all kinds of competitions with them. Sure. And Anyway, Lance. You know, right there, now, we don't nothing, have ammo for it. There's nothing you know, wrong with that picture. Some. The bottom line is there's nothing wrong with that picture. Now, well, of course, everybody the, said there was a school shooting, and that so this is wildly That was another thing. But the kid, it was a kid with a handgun, not adults with rifles right. at Christmas. But here's the other thing, uh, the other element of this family, the, the rifles, the Christmas tree. You people on the right are the ones who accuse the Democrats of a war on Christmas. And so what you do, you take Christmas and you use it to uh, to promote your ideas of uh, gun violence. So who's... Oh, so who's they, really they, now, how, did, how did that promote gun violence? Who's how, really, now, come on, how did that promote gun violence? You got six people with automatic weapons. They're pointing them at anybody? Maybe it is. They're arguing other? against... Uh, or, See, you know, all it's, I'm saying is it's just one more case of Republican hypocrisy. Oh, brother you have you looked in the mirror lately the democrats I'm are not a republican hypocrite <laughs> no you're a democratic hypocrite <laughs> all right I lance we'll give you the last word buddy go ahead okay now if all those people were wasting a brew okay yes now do you say that that is what, what part of that do you look at do you look at the hundred thousand people that are wiped out every year with stuff or drunk do you look drive. at the good times that folks that use it responsibly do. 
Well, okay. Now, if you've got... He's got you there. <laughs> Let me answer, Joe. I mean, Lance <laughs> did ask me the question. All right. You know, if you've got uh, six people and they're hoisting a beer in front of a tree, I would mark that up to celebration. On the other hand, if you show me a drunken brawl and in the middle of it is a Christmas tree, I would say, I, I think that's a little bit of a misuse. Yeah, okay. And one of well, our... So what, what they're showing is responsible use of firearms with a whole family involved. Very warm and fuzzy and homey to me. Okay, warm, fuzzy, and homey doesn't really seem like what it is, but it certainly really? wasn't illegal, and it wasn't anything that they should be ashamed of doing, in my opinion. So, all right, yeah, Lance. Well, you're just not in the right family. Okay, <laughs> thanks a lot, Lance. Appreciate your call. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. One of our emailers says, uh, and it's just to me, Joe, so MSNBC and CNN blur the line between news and opinion. Look in the mirror. That's what you do every day. Here, with, all here. Do, always, with all due respect, I do not do that. This is an opinion program. I don't read the news and stop in the middle of it to give an editorial comment. When we have the news, the news department has prepared it. Sometimes Mark will ad lib a word into the news, uh, which is his commentary on it. Have you, I don't do that. I read you, the news as it is, but this is an opinion program, and they pay me to give my opinions here. Have you ever heard the uh, expression, methinks, methinks you doth, doth protest, protest too that's much? Shakespeare. Thank well, you. What, do you th- what do you think? You think I'm blurring the news? You know what this program is. It's an opinion program. Yes, I know. Joe, I have little problem with what you say, <laughs> how you say it. My concern is not the mix, is not mixing news and opinion. My concern, as I have said many times, is we start at point A, and then we don't go to point B. We go from point A to the color blue to a banana over here. Well, that's called a discussion. How many discussions do you know start and end on one topic? You must have lived a very boring life. Well, I try to. <laughs> I mean, at this point in my life, that's about all I can handle. And one of our other emailers says, Steve, are you implying the gun photo in discussion showed a single automatic weapon? Learn what you're talking about, please. They weren't automatic weapons. I... I don't know much about automatic weapons. One of them looked like a machine gun, I'll tell you that. Well, but looks aren't necessarily action. That's true. Now, we also got a long email from somebody by the name of Dick. I haven't heard us read that Well, one. I haven't gotten to it yet. And then Tom says, the ammo shortage is caused by hoarding by paranoid gun nuts. Here, here. Now, so you think people are gun nuts if they have rifles, right? Now, I see you. Joe, now that's I got to give you credit, as my wife often says to me. All I'm saying is, here, here, and you're taking that and you are extrapolating that to mean probably something I didn't even imply. Okay. Well, then one of our other emailers, we're getting a lot of emails on this topic, says, another gun-ignorant liberal. I doubt they had automatic firearms, and they didn't. And, and we still haven't gotten to this uh, email on COVID. Well, that was from yesterday. That's That was yesterday's discussion. That's not today's discussion. That's and I have something. He we'll, sent it at 6. Golly, Ned, he got up at 6.34 this morning to put it together. This was one of, our, one of our callers yesterday. I think it was Dan uh, extolled the virtues of this Dr. Cahill. He says, uh, this, this writer Dick says, I googled Dr. Cahill and the results were eye-opening. It is quite obvious her ideas and claims 
claims about COVID-19 have been debunked at every level. The only way her theories could be accurate, then all the other reputable medical experts in Ireland and Great Britain must be wrong. Highly unlikely. Sorry, Dan. Also, your listeners should dig deeper as the natural antibody versus shot booster vaccine. I took the time last night to research statistics. The reality, the natural immunity as good as it is, varies from person to person and also the protection from contracting the virus does not last as long as the shots and the booster. Now those who do not believe this, go ahead and think what you want. The research is there, multiple sources, or better yet, ask your own doctor. Assuming you trust your own doctor, which I would hope you do. Yeah, I, I've gotten... Okay, so you uh, you have challenged me on uh, the Christmas tree with all the uh, automatic weapons in front of it. Oh, I forgot. We're not sure they were automatic weapons. I have you seen the picture? Did you see the yes, picture? Yes, I did. We, we looked okay. at it quite closely here. I will give you credit I cheerfully for don't know anything about guns, but uh, people who do know about guns told me there were no automatic weapons okay. in there. Okay, that's fine. So assuming they weren't lying to me with some nefarious purpose, I will assume they were correct. Okay, so let's talk about misinformation, because here this is another topic that Republicans get very upset about when they hear the word misinformation. Uh, a good friend of mine, a He's kind of like a colleague of yours in the political world, but I won't mention his name. Uh, to him, this whole idea of misinformation, oh, it's just a laugh. He doesn't believe it. So here we had one of your heroes, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's not my hero. No, okay. Well, it's good to hear, Joe. There's a, there's so Olivia Casio-Cortez, your hero. And, and there's, Ilhan Omar, I know you worship at her feet. Once again, we are mixing <laughs> apples and oranges. No, we're not. You're, you're making assumptions about me that aren't accurate. Okay. I'll learn not to do that. We know what happens when you assume. So Marjorie and Taylor Greene. And you just Green, demonstrated it perfectly. Yes, thank you. She, Marjorie Taylor Greene, one of the heroes of the right, let's put it that way, she goes on Twitter and says that uh, she points out that every year 600,000 people die from cancer, and then she says the country has never once shut down over cancer, and then she says and not a single school has closed due to cancer. This is the same congresswoman who went to Alabama and congratulated the people of Alabama for having one of the lowest vaccination rates in the country. So this is the kind of misinformation that we get from, uh, from your side of the aisle. Stop and look at what They're, she said. Right. Has a school closed down over yes. cancer? She has managed has to. Has a school closed down over cancer? No. Absolutely not. No right. one has. So what, she wasn't lying? How is that misinformation? Twist, she stated a fact twist, that, stated twist, a fact which is pretty misdirect, ridiculous. Misdirect, twist, <laughs> twist. That's your opinion. She didn't say anything that wasn't no true. No opinion here. She didn't say anything that wasn't true, Stephen, and you know it. Hey, we're going to take a break for the news, and we'll be back with more of On the Mark. We invite your calls at 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com. This is WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, 
Mark Lawrence, and Joe McGranahan. Well, Mark Lawrence still isn't here. He's taken the day off. He'll be back tomorrow. He promises or threatens that he will be. With me is Steve Kushaloff. We invite your calls at 1-800-795-9565 or email us at onthemark at wkok.com. The program is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street in Sunbury, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. You can find them on the web at www.sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials, and you can build a Ford, a Ford car, or truck to your exact specifications. Mark does that all the time. Click on a coupon for the Works Fuel Saver package. And while you're at it, be sure to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, and nitrogen for tires. And they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m., and on Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. What does the Sunbury Motor Company sell? Ford, Hyundai, and Kia cars. They're the premier service provider, premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks. And they're a master towing service with decades of experience. And now I will give you my editorial comment on the news, blurring comment and news. No, I'm not. I'm just going to read it the way Ali wrote it. Is that okay? That's the way. That No slanting here. I'm going to read it the way Ali Stevens wrote it. No tax increase for Northumberland County residents next year, Northumberland County Commissioners voted unanimously to give initial approval to the 2022 budget. Final approval will be voted at the December 28th meeting. Commission Chairman Sam Shikitano thanked his fellow commissioners and said working on the $89.3 million budget to assure no tax increase was a team effort. Shikitano said a tax increase is unheard of these days, especially with current inflation issues. The commissioners kept this in mind as they talked to county officials and department heads to find ways to keep the budget number down. The budget will be available for residents to read beginning today and for 20 days thereafter. Several volunteer fire crews responded to a two-alarm woodshop fire in Delaware Township, Northumberland County. According to emergency communications, the fire was first reported just before 12.20 p.m. Tuesday at a building along Oaks Lane. A second alarm was called minutes later, but crews reported they knocked the fire out shortly thereafter. No injuries were reported. Everyone got out safely. Upon their arrival, firefighters say there was smoke through the roof and there were multiple exposures to the attack buildings. And schools are closed today at, Milt at the Milton Area School District will conduct their classes virtually after receiving what they said was an active shooter threat. The district says they received several threats this week and last week. District officials announced on their website Tuesday night that they had received a call about an active shooter threat against a school. Officials are moving classes to all virtual learning out of an abundance of caution and to allow for a complete investigation. The district says questions, concerns, or information to share about the threat should be directed to the Milton Police Department at 570-742-8757. The district says there will be no curbside meal services today. That's our look at the news. I did not editorialize on it. I read it as it came. Yes, but I could see your facial expressions. I mean, I could see the eye rolling, and I could see the head going back. Roll. And, you know. It's a little hard to roll your eyes when you're reading text on a piece of paper, yes. to well, be perfectly I will, uh, frank with you. So uh, just before we went to break or something, you uh, made uh, you know another 
hard turn to some other direction. You said, look at all these Democrats who are reti- resigning from con- from from the House, from Congress, because of Joe Biden. Well, you're in, and you said you had that number correct, but of course you left out. It's what you left out, Joe. Nineteen Democrats are retiring from uh, the House of Representatives. Twelve Republicans are retiring. You had only heard of one. So which one of us is ill-informed? Well, see, there we go again. There is this. There is. No, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. I knew more about your party than you did. You know. And the overwhelming opinion is these guys me, know they're going to get swamped if they run for re-election. Let me just quote one of your heroes. Oh, which one of my heroes will this be? This will be Ronald Reagan. Well, all right, he is see, one of my heroes. There you go again. <laughs> Who? That was Ronald Reagan. Yes, he said that to a fellow who was a Democrat running That's against right. him. I'm using it to. You remember uh, his name? Uh, Mondale. Mondale. Walter Mondale. Sure. Very good. You know, I'm not as young as you think I am. Anyway, the point is, what you left out was, uh, yeah, 19 Democrats are retiring or planning to leave the House of Representatives. Twelve Republicans are planning to leave the House of Representatives. So it's not that much of a difference. And of the 19 Democrats that are leaving, four of them are leaving because they're running for the U.S. Senate. So it's not like they're all fleeing. Now, I left out something too, Joe. Do you want to guess what that is? No, because we have a call pending. But go ahead, tell me what it is. Four of the Republicans that are leaving are running for Congress. Are running running for the Senate. So at least I am not guilty of... All right. Well, we have Ken on the line. I'll get to him in a second. But I do want to read this when uh, the, uh, the guy who accused me of mixing stuff up before is back again. He says, Joe, with all due respect, you do blur the lines between news and opinion. On every show, you read a news story and then pontificate your opinion on the matter ad nauseum, all while blurring the lines between news and opinion and with the added dose of false information presented as facts. Now, let me take issue with this. First of all, that's what we do in this program. We take an item in the news and we discuss it. And you can't discuss the item without reading the news story. But once you read the news story, and Mark and I often discuss back and forth, as you and I do, uh, during the middle of the reading of the story, we seldom do I read it from start to finish, and then we wind up we wind up discussing it in the middle. But I don't say, and now here's the news. This is a news broadcast, ladies and gentlemen, and then read the story and give my opinion. This, the entire context of this program, is an opinion program. We solicit opinions from our listeners. We offer opinions of our own. If if you fail to understand that, you know, we need to explain the concept perhaps more slowly. <laughs> In any event, Ken from Lewisburg on the topic of misinformation. You're on the mark. Hey, how are you this morning? Hanging in. How about you? Well, every day is an adventure, right? Amen. Um, I like misinformation that is thrown about all of the time. Now, I, I will preface this comment with the fact that I believe in capitalism and I have no ill will to what I'm going to reference. But as far as misinformation, your lead sponsor, okay, which we know who that is, um, promotes paying interest for a depreciating asset. That is misinformation. It's also bad advice. Well, you, can you elaborate? Because I, uh, I'm, I'm not a real, I'm not great at economics or finances. So, what do you, what are you referencing? Okay, I, I will not use them specifically, but I will say that I do give advice to people financially. That's what my job is. Okay. So, if I were to come to you and say, "Hey, I want you to pay fifty thousand dollars," I'll show you how to 
actually finance it and I'll charge you interest, but I can guarantee you that it'll be worth less by more than 20% in two years. Does that sound like a viable option? Yeah, well, yeah, but you're ignoring the fact that what you, what you get in return, uh, maybe you don't choose well, to no, no, walk no, no, where no, you're no, going. No, no, you don't get any economic return. You get emotional return. I agree with you. I agree with you. Well, and people are willing that. to pay but for however, that. However, misinformation can be construed in a variety of different manners. True. I won't argue that with you. All right. Okay. All right. Now, secondarily, um, right now, if you had read the articles this morning, Pfizer has come out with a drug that has an 85% efficacy rate. If you take a pill within five days of being done with COVID, or, I'm sorry, diagnosed with COVID, 85% efficacy rate to okay. get rid of it. So right. this vaccine thing, and, you know, we have plenty of people that call the show and so forth. You know, grandchildren are dying, blah, blah, blah. I understand all of that. It's not my point. I'm vaccinated. So I have no, and I'm getting the booster next week. All right? So I'm, I'm not against that whatsoever. But misinformation, again, is we can have this lick. But now all of a sudden we'll have in misinformation because... Um, we don't want a pill that'll take care of it, right? Because we have to be vaccinated. Mel DeGuffio from New York has now just told everyone in New York, and even though he's coming out of office, if you actually read it, that um, everyone has to be vaccinated. Uh, not necessary if this pill works as they say it does. What, what right? pill are you talking about? More uh, treatments it's from it. Pfizer. It's an antiviral they've yeah, developed. Yeah, but that's not a pill that's going to... That is not my understanding, is that's not a pill that's going to prevent you from getting COVID. My understanding is that... Yeah, but, oh, wait, wait, yeah, but you're, you're wrong in the sense that a penicillin does not prevent you from getting an infection. It stops it. Right. That's all. And if you have, if, a, if, if you have a stopper... There's misinformation... It won't prevent you from getting it, but it will certainly stop you. If I stub my toe and I get septic, I take penicillin or whatever um, whatever those drugs are called to stop it. So what's, how is that different? That's no good now. They're called antibiotics. So are you... Are, yeah. Are you contending that we could get it, we could do without these vaccines and just take a pill? Well, do we have a vaccine for every single infection that we get? Well, I'm Answer not talking. I, well, n number one. So that would mean that penicillin, amoxicillin, baxicillin, bactrim, and all of those are useless because we should take a shot well, well, to make sure we yeah. never get it. I, I think, by, the way, by the way, you're not letting me finish. By the way, our bodies carry all sorts of infections all the time. Okay. So we have a pill that, and I didn't make it up. Read it. You might want to try. It's called reading. Oh gosh! Um, look <laughs> Never at heard of it that. And say, okay, you get sick, 
you take a pill. I, I don't know that he's... And you feel better. I don't know that Steve's getting exactly your point. I think I do. There are two choices here. There is a vaccine that might prevent you that is maybe 85% effective in preventing you from getting it. Or if you do get it, there is a pill that is 85% effective in stopping it in its tracks. So That's my point. Right. That's, that's my point. Thank you for making it more concise than right. what I did. Thank you. And uh, I, I don't even mind the sarcasm. I mean, you know, I'll tell you what. If if Joe can sit here and opinionate on everything he says, you can be as sarcastic as you want to. Anyway, my understanding is the pill, and uh, it's interesting they just call it a pill because nobody can pronounce the, the word. It's uh, an antiviral. Well, whatever it is, it's not going to, I don't know that it will stop it in its tracks. Again, it will. Well, you, you don't know, right? You, you, you made the it, it, extremely wonderful statement. You don't know. However, I'm reading the New York Times right now. New COVID pill offers hope as Omicron looms. Do do, do you guys, do you read ever or do you only go through the headlines? I only watch cartoons. You know, well, that's all. I, hey, I love Bugs Bunny. So and I, I, I watch the Mickey Mouse Club. I like the Roadrunner myself, but. <laughs> well, I like the Roadrunner too. Acme. Me, me. You know, blow, so anyway, so tell us what out. what does the and according to uh, the, the Times, what does what what qualities does does the pill have that will you know how what will it do? It says, and I'm reading it from there, an antiviral pill developed by Pfizer may perform even better. An interim analysis showed that the drug was 85% effective when taken within five days of the start of the symptoms. Effective. So it kills it, just Effect- like an antibiotic. No, I, I did not hear the word kills in that what you read. I heard effective. Tell me, what exactly will the pill do? Will it lessen symptoms? Will it uh, make you happen, jump out of bed? What will it do? Read it to us, because I don't read it. Apparently, it will end the infection. That's the point. End it? End it. In its tracks. 85% of efficacy. Well, I have something here called uh, a Google machine, sir, and you might want to check it out. And I'll find that article on the Times, and and I will look at it for myself, and I'll find someone to read it to me. Okay, thank you. Ken, thanks for your call. we got to take a break right now. Appreciate your call, Ken. Call again. 1-800-795-9565. We'll be right back with more of On the Mark. Give us a call or send us an email at onthemark at wkok.com. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing and can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan, along with Steve Kushaloff. Our producer is Rob Center, and our phone call is from Joe from Sunbury. Joe, you're on the mark. Morning, uh, everyone. Uh, yeah, well, this might be uh, 
it is the first time. I'm uh, going to say that I'm glad that Steve's on today because uh, maybe the misinformation uh, subject is uh, relevant here. On uh, I called the other day when he was on and asked him about uh, the difference between uh, what he thought about Donald Trump being a liar and what uh, kind of... Uh, he put on that as opposed to any candidate, including Joe Biden. Now that we have some history of Joe Biden uh, uh, talking and making uh, statements, uh, I was just wondering, it started out, and I really like, this is what Steve did so well the last time, is I asked him about Joe Biden and, you know, lying, and he, I asked him about the mask mandate, which Biden and the vax mandate, Biden and Pelosi said at one point that we wouldn't even be legally able to do that, but they tried to uh, go around it with the OSHA and different things. So uh, back to that, I guess uh, I'm asking Steve not to deflect, but the difference, because we started out, he started out mask mandates isn't a mandate, it's a choice, and we went off on to something totally different than the question was from the last time, which is if Biden, if he believes Biden is lying, that's kind of uh, misinformation, in my opinion, on a number of uh, issues like, uh, well, the the mass mandate and the interview with George Stephanopoulos with the, the withdrawing troops when Stephanopoulos asked him about did his generals advise him to keep him, he said no, and they testified that they said yes, that we did advise him, and uh, there's a number of other things, but just the general idea, if Steve could get to that, the what he puts on Joe Biden now that uh, there's some information or opinions that he's lying. There's no doubt that uh, uh, Joe Biden, like, <clears throat> excuse me, like many politicians, has uh, said one thing and done another. Uh, even even Joe's Joe's hero, uh, Joe McGranahan's hero, Ronald Reagan, in the whole Iran. Here we go. Uh, here uh, we go. Well, see, here we Keep go. On uh, Joe Biden, uh, if you can. But that's that's okay. your progressive. Okay, he asked you not right. to deflect. He asked you not to okay, deflect. Okay, the only deflection I'll make is that there has never, nobody is comparable in the category of lying as Donald Trump. Period. Nobody. Oh, okay. Nobody. I, I, I think that's an opinion, but... Uh, no, not even... I a, don't know. Let me ask... Fact, can I ask you a question, Joe? I would say the propagandists for the Nazis or the the communists was really... That's okay. Okay. Really yes, that. I'll give but you that. We don't have to go back that well, far, but if you want to deflect, let me just we'll ask have to go, me. like Joe said, a conversation evolves. Go ahead. Let me just ask you a question. Who... Oh, here we go. Now, this is the perfect deflection. No. I ask you. This is a call-in show. Yeah. Now, I'm going to I'm going well, to get to be the... Well, I gave you an answer. I gave you an answer. Your, your you answer was me. that nobody lies worse than, right. than Donald Trump, but you were not talking about Joe Biden's lies. And I did. I said right. Joe Biden, like, ever, like probably every oh, other that, politician... No, just, now, well, you I see, you don't want to hear me answer. You all don't politicians even... lie. But not, Donald Trump is the best. Well, I'm not sure if he's the best liar in... And if you want to think that the Nazis were politicians, I do, or the communists or the red Chinese, go ahead now. Go ahead and say, focus on, ask me your question. That's what I want. Okay. My question to you is, who won, who won the 2020 presidential election? Wow. wow. Uh, 
Well, people do have different opinions on some of the facts, that's for sure. Because if you look at, uh, that, as the left likes to do, is say, well, there were 60-some cases brought and none of them went to court. Well, that's because they were all, it wasn't about the merits of the case, it was about uh, that they had no standing, or do you believe that or not? That's so I'll true. I'll you that question on yours. There's different opinions out there of the, the legality and even from... Uh, January 6th. Ironically, I heard, I heard a comment this morning on one of the news services, I don't remember where it was, but they said that the tr Trump lawyers did a very poor job of articulating their claims. And that while there were right. things that should have been investigated and should have been looked right. into, they probably not in the major swing states that could have changed the outcome. Right. That, that is news that has an opinion, which I some people believe it and some people believe it strongly. They have Steve's going to get to the big lie, which is a big lie that Biden won it without any corruption. My opinion is the Democrats won the election by doing what politicians and, and uh, parties do. They cheat to win. Both Republicans, I wouldn't even, con I don't know what election hasn't been somewhat influenced by cheating. If you do it well enough, you win. Right. So go ahead. No, that that's a good comment. Hey, we're up. We're out of time. We got to take a quick okay, break. Thank, Thanks, thanks Joe. Appreciate Steve, your call. In your spare time, try to answer. Not again. I, if you're back on again, I'm going to have to ask you without deflection. <laughs> nothing. I didn't I, get nothing out of this. Either. I thanks. look for. I look forward to it. Steve will be back. I promise you that. Okay. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate your call. Uh, Peg says, Joe, Marjorie Taylor Greene isn't the sharpest pencil in the box. She shows evidence of that periodically and was referring to the school closings because of COVID-19. She believes that cancer is contagious, too. Why else would she draw that comparison? That's true. She obviously believes that, or at least wanted to make the point, that cancer is somehow contagious. And as Steve and I talked off, off the air, no, no school has been closed because of cancer, but institutions have been shut down, water water oh, supplies sure. have been changed because oh, of sure. the potential for them causing cancer, but it's not a contagious disease. Yes, and I don't even I don't even contend that Marjorie Taylor Greene believes that cancer is a contagious disease. All I'm saying is she said what she said because she is trying and to draw well, attention. what she said is stupid. So, yeah. I mean, it's irrelevant. It has nothing. It's like saying uh, an apple is not a pear. Gee, I'm surprised. We're going to take our break. We'll be back. Give us a call, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. The lines are open, and you're the star, so give us a holler. And welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. Steve Kushloff is with me. Our producer's Rob Center. Our phone lines are open, 1-800-795-9565. And in our ongoing battle over whether or not I'm blurring the distinction between news and opinion, our emailer says, Joe, I do get it. However, you don't. You won't admit that every day you take a news story and blur it with your opinion. It's the purpose of On the Mark, making you no better than MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News. Just admit it. The truth will set you free. But, dear writer, we, <laughs> this is not a news program. If this was billed as a news program and I were doing what you said, I would agree with you completely. But this is an opinion program. And when, when you have a discussion show, 
it's general that you have a topic to discuss. And basically what we do is we try and find some things that we think the audience might find interesting or at least want to comment about. And sometimes we start the program with them. Sometimes, like today, the program, uh, the audience takes the program where they want it to go. So, you know, basically what we're doing here is having a discussion and we're picking a topic to discuss. But sometimes we decide it, sometimes, and we decide it by a story from the news media. Sometimes it's from CNN, sometimes from Fox, sometimes from the Associated Press, sometimes from a newspaper that I read. So, but that's all we do here. We don't, we don't make the news and then right. put the editorial comment in the news. But don't you think, or do you think, do you think that, do you think that straight news, straight news can be presented in a way to try to steer the audience towards getting a particular opinion? Certainly it can. Oh, there you go. For instance, when you made that, when you made the statement uh, about 10, 15 minutes ago that 19 Democrats are leaving the House of Representatives, and then you threw in what you thought was the reason, and that was that was pure opinion, so I will give you that. I won't even touch on that. But you said 19 Democrats are leaving the House of Representatives. What you failed to mention... 12 Republicans are leaving the House of Representatives. So the fact that 19 Dems are leaving, when you compare it to 12 Republicans, it's not that big a deal. It's seven more. Okay. And what's the margin in the House, Steve? The seven would swing. Oh, that's a, whole no, that's a whole other issue. So it is a big deal, despite no, the fact no, that you'd like to shovel it under the rug. I'm not shoveling it. I'm not that. I, I well, shovel you're sweeping it. I'm not sweeping or shoveling. I'm simply <laughs> making the point it's not as big a deal as you as you say now there's i mean the whole question of the democrats slim margin in the house and what may or may not happen in 2022 that's a whole different kettle of fish and we could certainly go on and on about that but um i'm not sure that 19 dems leaving when you consider it 12 Republicans are leaving. Let's not be extrapolating uh, certain opinions out of that. Oh, now, now I'll give you an opinion piece that I saw this morning. I didn't read it in its entirety because I, I didn't think it was uh, necessarily going to ignite any fires. But it basically talked about the number of Democratic congressmen who are in some way, shape, or form distancing themselves from Joe Biden because they feel his policies are failing and that he's not exhibiting the strong leadership that a president should and that they will pay the price if they're too supportive of him come the fall of 2020, uh, 2022. Right. Well, and, and that may well be, Joe, but, you know, I had read to you, um, uh, let me just give you, I think I read this on the last show, but we don't have any callers, so I can read it to you again. Uh, by the end of the uh, first year, this is in reference to a president, and it, you may think it's in reference to Biden. By the end of the first year, the legislative agenda had stalled. Voters were angry over inflation. The uh, president's approval rating was flagging. Recession had hit. Now, who was that written about? Ronald Reagan. Exactly. So Ronald Reagan. And it was wrong. And it was wrong because a year uh, that but that was written a year before the uh, I think a year before he either ran for re-election or it was written a year before the first midterms when he was in office. The point is, Ronald Reagan 
as you well know, went on to be reelected in, a, in an utter landslide. And yet, at a certain point in his presidency, his approval rating was down. But Things when he left office, bad. he was more popular than when he went in. That's fabulous. Very now, few presidents can say that. Okay, let's talk about another president. Well, let's take our phone caller first. Stan, you're on the mark this morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Hello, Misinformation and, and, and fake news and all that. You know, there's reports coming out that the White House has been meeting with the mainstream media about how the mainstream media can better frame uh, Biden's economic policy or that lack thereof. There's reports coming out where? Oh, it's on. It's 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 in. It's out there. I've seen it. Okay. Well, tell me where. Well, specific newspapers. I can't tell you. There you I go. I don't know. So, All right, but I have seen it, and there's reports. That's why I said there's reports. I didn't say it was factual. There are reports to that. <laughs> Thank effect. you, Stan. Just like there's reports about everything else yes. that, you know, you, you claim that Trump was doing, you know, in his four years. So I don't know for sure, but this reports are out there. But it wouldn't surprise me because they've also said, and I forget who where I did see that, that who said it, that uh, the mainstream media has been treating Biden worse than they ever treated Trump. Yeah, that's a joke. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, number one, yeah. that, that's pure. That's pure opinion. I mean, uh, no, I'm, I'm, no, no. You may have read it, and I, I don't doubt you have. Said that. You may have read it, and that's fine. But that is whoever wrote that. That is somebody's opinion. Oh yeah. You mean about the them treating Biden worse than Trump? Yeah, that's 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 true because that certainly isn't happening. I would I would agree with you on that. Trump got treated very poorly, and he deserved to be. No, <laughs> really, 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 because he he never did anything good, right? Is that what you're telling us? Well, listen, he gave everybody a nice little uh, bit of pocket change with his tax cut, and then of course, if you were really rich, yeah, or everybody. Your keyword there was everyone, and yeah. that's true. Everyone that paid taxes some benefit to that tax cut. Right, and that was the only, that was number one, that was the only uh, piece of legislation that ever got through under Donald Trump. And, you know, everybody's only talking, and, that was, and everybody is saying that these uh, bills of, of Biden's are going to just blow the deficit out of the water, and yet where were those same people squawking when, the, when that tax proposal blew the deficit right out of the water? So let's try uh, to remember what the, occurred the when tax, Trump was in. Tax revenue into the government has increased since that tax break. And numbers and are that out is there. True. Yes, that is Treasury true. Department. That's true, and it's also because the economy under Joe Biden is doing much better than it did <laughs> under now Trump. That, that money, that money was coming in more under Trump, not Biden. Welcome to Fairy Tale okay. Theater, so, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if, if it blew up the deficit, now what blew up the deficit was the uncontrolled spending that they both sides did. I will admit to that. Both sides do it, and it's terrible. It needs to stop. Yep. Amen. They need to go back 20 years and set the budget at that point. We don't need all the garbage that's coming out in all these bills. But what politician ever won re-election by saying, you got to tighten your belt, America. This is going to be a tough one. But they win yeah, by saying, free, I'm going to give you this. Yep. I'm going to give you free stuff. Free stuff coming your way. Yeah. yeah, free ice cream wins the race, right? Right. Now, you know, the infrastructure bill, the infrastructure bill that did get passed and signed, according to the Congressional Budget Office, that's going uh -huh. to add $256 billion 
to project deficits. The Joint Committee and but other groups found that the Trump tax cuts would increase the deficit by one trillion dollars. The Tax Foundation uh-huh. said the tax cuts would add almost 448 billion to the deficit. So who who's really the uh, the huge spendthrift here? Is it Joe Biden or was it Donald Trump? But Donald Trump spurred the economy. Neither. He spurred the economy Neither. with it. That was his goal. Right. And he, then, put, he got people back to work. He got American jobs, jobs coming back to America. You can fault Donald Trump for a lot of things, but his policies were good for this country. They were putting people back to work. Unemployment was at an all-time low, all-time low. Well, I, that, I'm going to have to, I'm not sure about that, Joe, because I've seen where it is now. It's around 4.2 percent. We basically <laughs> had full employment under Trump. And I don't know what the number was under Donald Trump, but... Uh, Let's face it, that last year of Donald Trump was not a very good year. And okay, I'll give well, because you... because of the pandemic. Because of the pandemic. Because of the pandemic, which... Uh, and, of course, you Republicans will never admit that Donald Trump mismanaged the pandemic. He could he could have mismanaged it worse. Oh, he, he took it less. Joe Biden certainly must have learned from him because he screwed it up royally. How did he screw it up royally? More people are dead under his administration. Yeah, because we reopened the economy. And, you know, the blood was on Trump's hands. You Democrats all said the blood was on Trump's hands. Got to be on Biden's hands now. <laughs> yeah, so so more people have died from COVID since Biden has been in office than Trump when when under Trump, correct? Correct. That's, that's the numbers that are being put out there. Now, why and is Biden, that? Why Biden is that? has had three vaccine, vaccines and therapeutics that they didn't know about when Trump was in, yet... It's all in Trump. Okay, I got you now. Right, and tell me why more people may have died under Biden. Tell me why. I have no oh, idea because you have no he isn't idea. Oh, wow, we finally because got you to is, stop. Is, no, we let found... me answer this. Oh, now no you have president. an idea. Absolutely zero. No, none. None of them can control a virus that was released by the Chai Coms. Okay, they released it, I, whether it was on purpose by accident, but it came from China. Okay? Now admit that, but neither, nobody could stop a virus once it's out there, okay? Nobody. Do you see the shutdowns didn't do it, did it? No. And all this masking doesn't do it, does well, I mean, look, it? They got I their vaccines, th- which they wanted, and that isn't doing it. Look but they th- won't allow therapeutics to be used because, oh, my God, that goes against the narrative. All right, let's, let's go back a minute in history and look at AIDS. When it first started, it was running rampant people were dying. The news was filled with stories. But over time, medicine was able to produce drugs and treatments that stopped that from happening. And, and now people live a normal, fairly normal life, even with AIDS. And we don't hear the news AIDS, AIDS, AIDS every day. And at some point, that'll be the same with COVID. We won't hear it all the time. It'll become whatever treatment or whatever thing we do to stop it or to make it more livable, we'll do. Medicine will come up with it. Right. What's your point? My point is that Joe Biden has done all the wrong things. He's with these shutdowns, the, the, the fact that they, they're fear-mongering. First, he starts off and says that uh, the uh, Omicron variant is nothing to be afraid of. Then Fauci comes out and said, oh, this is terrible. And then no. he walks it back. No, then I saw Fauci just yesterday morning. And even Fauci said, uh, in terms of the immediate impact of Omicron, it, it, it appear, appears to be uh, that it will affect you less. The that's what he says now, but that's not what he said originally. And Joe, 
once again, once again, we got a disease that nobody knows anything then about. Then we shouldn't speak, should we? We should keep our mouths oh, shut if we don't wait. know. We should just not do a thing. That's Why? right. No. What Why he should, should say is, I don't know no. what the impact what of this is going is, to be. What he should say is, based on the analysis we've done up to this point, this is the case. And if if, if our listener if could stop what analysis, laughing. What analysis has he done? Joe Biden hasn't analyzed anything. We're talking about Fauci. The reason that more people Fauci's have died this year, the reason more people have died this year is because last year we were shut down. We were shut down com- <laughs> almost completely, and people were wearing masks. Now, I'm not saying, don't, don't, Joe, don't you take that to mean I'm saying we need to return to that, because I know the way your mind works. Well, we, we, we're going to flatten the curve. We're going to flatten Whatever. the curve. All we need is six weeks or four weeks. We're going to flatten well, the curve. Yeah, and we're all going to be fine by Easter, and wouldn't it be great if we could fill the churches by Easter, and uh, we'll all get back to normal. And then Trump's son-in-law says, hey, we're going to be rocking and rolling by July 4th. All right, but, that's the, you know, you, you, there you go deflecting again. You're more than willing to put it on Trump, but Biden screwed it up, too. No, Biden yes, has he not has. screwed he has. it up. Under Biden, we've got an excellent distribution <laughs> Actually, we've of got the vaccine. two other calls pending, so we're going to give you the final word, Stan. Go ahead. Uninterrupted. Fauci you got liar. it. <laughs> Biden needs to resign because he said Trump should resign because of all the deaths from COVID last year. With a president that oversees this death should not be in office. Okay. So Biden should resign. All Have right. a great day. Thanks a lot. Appreciate your call, Stan, as always. 1-800-795-9565. Al, we got time for you before we take a quick break. You're on the mark. Okay, thanks. Question for Steve. Do you have uh, what they call buyer's remorse for voting for Biden? Of for course I, of course, I don't. You, you think it's okay that he left people behind in Afghanistan? Afghanistan was not handled very well. And was that Joe Biden's fault? Not open borders and putting people all over the country that may be infected. Uh, the southern border has not been handled too well. Uh, do you think it's okay that he uh, decided to make mandatory vaccines through the private industry and everything else because he can't do it himself because it's unconstitutional? Why would he want something done that's unconstitutional? Do you think that's okay? Nobody, there was no, there was no, the, the choice was, if you want to continue to work at this establishment, you're going to have to get a shot. How about Geisinger? You think Geisinger should be taken to task because uh, yeah. they mandated yeah. that everybody get a, get a vaccine? They have 100% compliance now because they fired everybody that wouldn't get a vaccine. Yeah, how many was and, that? How many was that? About 136. Right, out of the entire out of the entire Geisinger system. You think that's okay? Because they want to do a choice of their own. I'll tell you what. Steve, we're losing our freedom, and it's people like you. No, it's people like you. It's people. Listen, I got my vaccine because I wanted it. That's great. You get your vaccine because you want it. Yeah. Not because you have to have it. This is a free country. Wake up. We're and if United somebody, and if somebody does not want to get the vaccine, if somebody does not want to get the vaccine, fine. Lock yourself in the basement until COVID is gone. From the vaccine, you can't hide from the vaccine. There's no place to hide, and you should not have to live that way. If you don't want to get the vaccine, 
You're, it's fine with me. Right, and you can I, go anywhere I, you want, and you can infect anybody you want. No, but you know, is that you're, the kind of missing, freedom you're, you're talking you're, about? No, but you know, in the past, we didn't quarantine the we didn't quarantine the healthy. We quarantined the sick. You know, to say that if I'm healthy, I can't walk down the street because you're worried about what you're going to get. And we keep we, we keep going. But I don't know what you what you're referring to, Joe. It could be the bubonic plague, for all I know. All I know is this. When, when, when we know that this is an airborne disease, and uh, if you're not going to take appropriate precautions before you go grocery shopping or go to a ball game, then, then you should not go. That's all I'm saying. But I'm saying that everybody has to have their own individual level of what they feel it protects them. It's not my responsibility to protect you or your responsibility to protect me. It's our responsibility to protect ourselves and our families as best we can. Well, hey, listen, That's Joe, called individual responsibility. Yes. I know that doesn't ring with you liberals. Joe, but that, <laughs> if, you're not, if, if you're not worried about me, okay, okay. Well, why, are you even, why are you even worried about your family? I worry about my family. Just worry about yourself. All right. Well, I worry about my family because I'm responsible for my family. And a person who is responsible would get the vaccine, would wear a mask when it has to be worn. And that was my choice. But that was my choice. But not everybody's going to agree with that. And as long as I, I'm comfortable, I don't go into crowds where there are 300 people sitting around, uh, even, you know, or events where there are lots of people who I don't know how they live their life. I don't know what they've done. That's my choice. That's I don't right. go there expecting them to protect me. I just don't go there. And when I was when I was 19 years old or thereabouts, which was a long time ago, Joe, it would have been my choice not to register for the draft. Okay. But I did not have that choice. Al, you get the last word. we got to take a break. Go ahead. Well, there's all, I don't know uh, what he's thinking. There's more than one disease out there that is transmittable. And why should everybody have to stay home? Because they might have a flu. They might have this. This vaccine does, is not a vaccine, and it's an experiment. We're all guinea pigs, and they're telling us we have to have this vaccine. But it's not a vaccine. It okay. doesn't stop getting the disease. Okay, Al, thank you. we got to move on. We've got to take a break. We have Ken who wants one more minute, and we've got to take this break, or the producer's going to get on me. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Welcome back to On the Mark. Joe McGranahan, Steve Kushaloff, and Ken wants one more minute from Lewisburg. Ken, you got your minute. One more minute. I will make it quickly. Tax Foundation Internal Revenue Service data indicates that the wealthy in America are bearing the heaviest share of the income tax burden than any time in recent history. On the other hand, more than 53 million 
low- and middle-income taxpayers pay no income tax after benefiting from record amounts of tax credits, and six out of ten households receive more indirect government benefits than they pay in all federal taxes. Also, uh, because the referenced this, and I had to go to it, and because the corporate income tax rate is the most harmful tax for economic growth, raising the corporate tax rate would not only slow the economy, it would also make the U.S. an outlier once again against our global trading partners. Be prepared if you're going to cite a source, make sure you actually read, because that is misinformation. Secondarily, Joe, I have a history question for you. All right. This will only take... I'm Polish and Ukrainian. Um, tell me what happened to the Polacks and how we ended up here. <laughs> You're talking about World War II? Yes, sir. Okay, well, the Hitler wanted the Danzig Corridor, and that's why he invaded Poland. Uh, after the war, the Americans let, well, I mean, the Germans and the Russians split up Poland at the beginning of World War II. And at the end of World War II, uh, the Russians, it was their primary sphere of influence, and I think we let the Polish people down by not insisting that free elections be held. So that's why we wound up where we are today. Now the right. Polish but, people are no, being... I knew you would know that answer. So my ancestors came across and we're put into complete coal mines, blah, 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 all of those things, right? But I'm not, I'm not asking for any money. You're not. Well, we're lucky uh, you're not. No. <laughs> well, the Irish people had, uh, had it rough, too. I mean, a lot, of, a lot of people in this country have had it rough. And some, most of the time, we've corrected it. Not all the time, but most of the time, we've corrected it, and it's improved so we'll keep our fingers crossed can't thanks so I much will leave you I will leave you with one more thing um, this is for mark for Monday 3.5 percent of our country identifies itself as gay and bisexual which by the way I don't care one way or another but why is that forced down my throat okay there's your question we'll ask mark thanks Ken appreciate your call but you know we, we talked about misinformation. We talked about the virus. I think Joe Biden has not done a very credible job with this. You know, the, now his vice president, her, her public um, approval rating is even lower than it's been before. I mean, she's just going downhill. Well, now we're really deflecting. I mean, if you no, want to talk about we're, Biden. No, we're talking about Joe Biden's decision-making. His decision is to put a woman who is apparently not interested in being vice president because she hasn't done anything with the portfolios the president has given her. Not a thing. And I and what you know? Tell me, give me a give me a hero among the vice presidents that the United States has had that have done something. Sure, Dick Cheney. Yeah, Dick Cheney went down to Texas and shot his buddy during no, the hunting accident. you're talking about all right, but look oh, at the all other, the things. Yeah, the other thing that Dick Cheney did was he uh, managed to put uh, George W. Bush under hypnosis so that he <laughs> so that uh, Bush would do whatever Cheney wanted. Oh yeah, now the, think, now the, the, where did you read that? Where what is your source for that piece of misinformation? I think I heard that on your show about no, a week ago. No, you didn't. Hey, Steve, it's always fun to have you here. Thanks so much for coming in, and I. I Steve laments during the breaks that, you know, this is getting rough. But I always say he gives as good as he gets. So, Steve, it's always All a right. pleasure to have you here, buddy. Thanks a lot for I'll coming. I'll go home and bandage my wounds. <laughs> Tomorrow, Mark Lawrence will be back, and I'll be on the other side of the desk where Steve is today, and our producer will still be Rob Center. You're listening to On the Mark. This is WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. Time now for Dan Patrick.